Thank you so much. Hey, can we give an even bigger celebration to the Lord Jesus Christ himself? Can we give him a round of applause? Can we celebrate him right now? Father, we thank you in this place. We welcome you and we honor you. You are welcome in this place, Lord Jesus. We love you, Father, and we take this moment to acknowledge your presence in our midst. We recognize that you are here. We recognize that you are in our midst. Lord, with every person here right now, do that which only you can do. Touch lives. Touch hearts. Transform minds. Lord, you know we didn't gather here just for the fun of it. Some came because of the baby dedication. Some came because that's what they do on a Sunday. But regardless of any of those reasons, we're here. And we now say, Lord, meet with us. Meet with us. That we can leave this place knowing fully that you were with us. We honor you, Father, and we thank you. And even for this privilege I have to bring this word to your people. You know, Lord, I have no desire to do any of this in my own strength. I need you to help me in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Please take your seats if you can. Uh, hey, can we give a round of applause to uh, my amazing friend, Pastor Sujith? Uh, really appreciate you, man. Really, really appreciate you. How are we doing? Are we okay? Yeah, I'm one of those guys who communicates and loves responses from people. So if, if you're one of those people who just likes to look at someone and just look them really, really stern, I am probably going to pick on you. So if you don't want me to pick on you, just start smiling the whole way through. If you're smiling, means you are going to be absolutely good. But it's so great to be here with you all. Uh, my wife and I, Charlene, lead a church in Southampton. And we, you know, like Sujit said, we, we serve together on the England team. Uh, and and I, my wife and I are one of the, not, not me, but more her. She's one of those crazy people who loves a big family. And as a result, I got roped into having four children because she wanted a big family. Um, and now we have four amazing little miracles. Actually, to, to be very honest, it's the other way around. I come from a big family. She's one of the, you know, she's first of two, and I'm first of four. Uh, and as a result, we've got four amazing children. And it, I mean, that's a story on its own, how those children uh, came to be a reality. Because we were uh, actually told, the, a little while after we got married, we were told we couldn't have kids. We were informed that we couldn't have kids, but obviously the long story short is we uh, have four amazing little miracles uh, that God has incredibly, incredibly blessed us with. It's also great to have uh, many other uh, people in the house, uh, servants of God. We really honor you. Thank you so much for uh, being here as well. I, I always count it a great honor to just have these opportunities to speak and bring the word of God. Are we ready? Wow. Man, if this was a football match, I'll tell you what, even before the teams came on the ground, this place would be bouncing right now. People really getting excited about the word of, well, not the word of God, about the match. But are we excited about the word of God? Yeah. All right, there it is. There you go. That's fine. I heard a Ugh! from this side. I'm not sure who that was, but that's a, okay, that's a bit too passionate even for me. You know what I mean? It's like, whew. The title I have this morning as a message 
It's called Step Out to Find Out. Step Out to Find Out. We have an amazing privilege today to dedicate some children uh, in our midst. But there's an amazing scripture in Psalm 127 that basically makes it clear and says, Children are a gift from God. They are a reward from him. I think God really uh, was smiling upon me, or maybe he was being, you know, very, very spiteful and just being a bit cheeky with me when he gave me four children. Because with four children, it's all well and good when you don't have to try and get somewhere on time. All right? With four kids, it's all well and good if you're just on holiday the whole time. But if you have to get somewhere on time, yeah, we'll be praying for you. Because for us, it's exactly the same thing from one trying to get out the door, one trying to go into the bathroom, one trying to watch TV, one trying to put their clothes on the wrong way around. And then you're stuck here saying, okay, listen, me and my wife have to do a huddle in the morning. We're like, oh, listen, babe. It's me and you this morning. Come on, let's do it. One, two, three, hut! And then she goes in that direction. I go in that direction. And then we divide and conquer. And that's how we're literally here this morning. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it. Psalm 127 makes it very clear that the children we're about to dedicate this morning, we're only giving them back to the one who gave them back to us. He's the one who gave them to us. And we're acknowledging that, hey, we, we, we recognize that they come from you. And therefore, we are giving them back to you. How many of you know that the best place to have uh, or to give uh, a, a, a creation is back to the creator? Because he's the one who understands and knows exactly what is supposed to happen in the life of that particular gift. I love one Psalm 39 and what it then begins to unfold. And I think some of us here this morning need to hear this. Psalm 139 verse 13 to verse 16. And it says, For you created my inmost being, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Listen to the language that he's using. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me, watch this, were written in your book before one of them came to be. Verse 17, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I were awake, I am still with you. God created each and every one of us. And he goes on to say, even before you and I were physically formed, he already knew the intrinsic detail of how you were going to be and how your life was going to look like. That actually also means that it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now watch this, if your life is fully given to God and fully committed to God himself, even in the midst of the trials and the tribulations and the challenges that you face, what you see is very different to what other people will see. 
Because when you have given your life to the Lord and you have allowed Jesus to run your life, to lead your life, he begins to shape what you see as you go through circumstances. And maybe at this moment, I just want to pause and ask a quick question to all of you. What do you see concerning your life, concerning the community that you're part of, concerning uh, the nation that we're part of? Hey, concerning even the nations of the world, what do you see? What you see, for me, ultimately tells me who is shaping your outlook. Some of us, Sky News is shaping our outlook. For some of us, the BBC are shaping our outlook. For some of us, the Word of God is shaping our outlook. I ask that question again. Who is shaping your outlook? Because Psalm 139 made it very clear to us. It says, he's the one who formed you. He knew the number of days you would live even before the first one started. So even with these little kids that we have this morning that we're going to be celebrating and giving them back to God, even before that little baby was here, he knew. And then you and I have just been entrusted to steward over these kid children. That's fine for the babies, but I want to talk to the grown-ups in the room now. Maybe you're here, and, and for, for whatever reason, you haven't had the opportunity to, to, to commit your life to Jesus. You haven't had an opportunity to, to get connected with him. And you're looking at this guy from Southampton talking about how God knits everything together before you were even born. He understands everything about you. He understood it even before you became a human being. And I want to say to you this morning, if you truly want to know what your life is about, give it to God. If you truly want to know what your life is really about, I dare you to give it to God. I dare you to step out and find out. Are you with me? Step out and find out. Psalm 8 goes on even further, and it begins to describe things in an amazing way. It goes on to say from verse 1, O Lord our God, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children, watch this, you have taught children and infants to tell of your strength. Hang on a minute, hold on. You have taught children, young infants, to tell of your strength. In other words, to be able to proclaim your strength, to reveal your strength. Can I challenge parents this morning, myself and my wife included, that we need to stop looking at our infants and our children as just little helpless babes. Give them enough room and they will start to show you just how much of God they actually already have on the inside of them. Because we think they're just these little helpless little beings. But if there are any individuals who are closer to the revelation of who God is, it's the little babies. It's the little babies. I'll tell you a quick story. Our eldest, Malia, I was having breakfast with her a while ago, and, and, and we, you know, it's one of those moments where she wakes up at like five in the morning. Yeah. No. We don't like that. Five in the morning, and you've got two people in the bed. You've got mommy on one side, you've got daddy on one side. Guess which side she goes to first? Daddy. I'm like, hang on a minute. How did, I, how did you pick me? 
can I, can I understand the vetting process here? How did you pick me? Five in the morning. Dad, wake up. Okay, what's the matter, Malia? Can I get breakfast now? I'm like, it's five in the morning. Okay, fine, we'll do it. Went downstairs, sat on the dining table. And, and as we sat there, I was, about to, I was about to go and get her food for her, get her cereal. And she says, Dad, say good morning. And I said, well, I already said morning, Malia. He said, no, Dad, can you not see Jesus sat over there? Say good morning, Jesus. In that moment, the whole kitchen was filled with the presence of God. I am terrified at that moment because I'm thinking, hang on a minute, what on earth has just happened? I now am aware of his presence as a result of my little girl saying to me, Dad, how rude are you? Can you say good morning to Jesus? He's right there. And she's pointing. I'm seeing an empty chair. And she's looking at, do you know when you know that you're looking at someone? The way I'm looking at you right now, I wouldn't be looking at you if that was an empty chair. And this little girl is casually dancing at like half five in the morning at that time. Talking about Jesus being present and sat in a chair. And I'm a grown-up. And I'm supposed to be this person who understands all these things. And I haven't even got got a clue that he's there. Be mindful of the presence of God around you. And watch what your kids do. It's your children that can tell. And by the way, your children will even tell you if somebody's entered your home who's not right. Because they will just, they, 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 will, they will make it known. They will make it very, very clear that something is not right in this house. The atmosphere is not right. Yet you will be busy smiling. There is a real awareness of the presence of God that I believe even as a church we're being called into. That's why we need to step out to find out. Are you with me? Beacon Church, are you with me? I believe we have been through a whole lot of stuff over the last 18 to 24 months that has ushered us into a new dimension of seeing the move of God and the presence of God in ways that we've never seen before. I would even go as far as to say, hmm, you might not believe in God right now, but just give it time. Just give it time. Just give it time. Something will happen around you and in your life that will cause you to see the reality of God manifested before you and you realize this can only be it says these little kids have been given the ability to tell of his strength and it goes on to say silencing your enemies and all who oppose you these are the kids. He's not talking about the grown-ups. He's talking about the kids. <sighs> He's talking about the kids. It's the kids who have the ability to speak for things that will even stop the opposition of the enemy. Are you with me, guys? You, are you seeing that? He's talking about kids. So you know how we, we think we're going we're gonna to call the Calvary to come in Man, if you want to call the Calvary, call your kids. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, trust me. Call your kids. So when we were thinking about moving, and we're moving from Devon to move to Southampton, one of the key things we did, we took our kids to the place, to the church that we're leading now. We took our kids there. 
And we just said to them, look, just, just do your thing. Let us know. Let us know. And we, we, we stepped back. We we're like, yeah. Do you, do, do you know why you do that? You are, you are just cultivating the next generation of Christians who are already on fire and empowered by God. And you might be thinking, oh, but my kids are grown up and, and, and they're, you know, young adults. And, oh, I, I love young adults. That's even better. That's even better because those guys need evidence. So, so if you're going to convince your young adult child to, 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 to get into the, into the knowledge of God, they need evidence. They need evidence, tangible evidence that God is real. I love that. You know, God said to me a few months ago, he said, son, stop debating about the existence of God. If you can argue someone into the kingdom of God, they can be argued out of the kingdom of God. But we're now in this place where it has to be evidence, undeniable evidence that will confirm that God is real. And I believe that God sent me here this morning to say you are his evidence in Barry St. Edmunds. You are his evidence that will confirm to those who don't know him yet that he is real. Can I ask a question? Can I ask one more question? What kind of evidence are you today? That's harsh, isn't it? What kind of evidence are you today? If you were to be called up on, on the witness stand, to take a stand, will you give credible evidence? Because I don't know about you, if I wasn't a Christian today, I, I wouldn't just go by what somebody else is saying. No, 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 no. I want evidence. Show me. Show me. We had a, a in Southampton, we've got a multi-faith kind of concoction happening over there. I mean, you've got Sikhism, Hinduism, every other ism that's available. It's all there. You will find it in Southampton. And, and this one particular Wednesday afternoon, bro, I was just doing chairs. You know, like, you, you know, sometimes you just have to, I, I mean, I'm not running away from my, from my four kids or anything like that. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to spend time with the Lord in his church on a Wednesday afternoon and then pretending to do chairs. You know, I mean, it's, we all do that sometimes. And I'm in this place doing these chairs. And this family walks in. They're from a Sikhism background. And they walked into the church and they said, we heard about you. We need help. And I said, what do you mean you need help? And they said, well, uh, we've got an issue that is happening in our family. And, and, and we wanted to, to, to talk to you about it. And I said to them, in that moment, in my heart, I forgot God say to me, don't talk about theology. Don't talk about the Bible. Don't talk about anything. Just show them or introduce them to me. And I, I, said, I remember saying to them, uh, well, thank you for coming. But before we do anything, can I ask you to pray to your God? Because you believe in a God. So if, if, if your God is real, pray to your God now. Just, just ask him, ask him, ask him to resolve this issue. Pray. And then they did. And absolutely nothing happened. Nothing. And then I just said to them, okay, now it's my turn. Listen, Beacon Church. 
I truly believe that God is calling for a church that is prepared to put itself on the line to provide evidence that he is real. But you can only do so if you truly believe that he is So even before we talk about the community, we're coming back in-house. We're checking our hearts now to say, hey, what, what, what do I genuinely believe? And in that moment, I prayed for that couple and I said, hey, this is what God, let, let, let's talk, let's talk. This is what God is saying to you. And they turned around and said, there is no way you could have known anything about that. There, because you've never seen that before. How, how could you know that? And I said, are you all right? I don't know you, but I know somebody who does and his name is Jesus to cut a long story short that whole family a family of six is now part of our church not because somebody read to them but because somebody gave them evidence somebody gave them evidence and my cry to you Beacon Church this morning is that you put yourself up to be evidence God says, I, I, I knew you. I put all of these things in you. But our job now is not to try and put these things back in ourselves. They're already there. Our job is to step out and find out. Your job is to simply do two things. Step out and find out. And some of us are going to be different levels. For some, we this morning have to step out and find out what life with Jesus Christ looks like. If you don't know him, that's what you need to do. For those who already know him, your job this morning is to step out and really find out what he is about. Because we have thought that it's about coming to church every Sunday. That's all great and that's fun. We have thought that it's about, you know, wearing this badge that says I'm a Christian. That's all great and that's all fun. But I believe God is calling us to something deeper this morning. God is calling you to something deeper. He needs evidence. He needs witnesses. People like you and me that can reveal him to all people. As I wrap up and I finish, a little while ago, my family and I visited some relatives in, in Redford, South Yorkshire, a beautiful part of the country. And whilst we were there, we saw them for a little while. And, and, and before we left their house, they said, hey, before you go, can you, can you, come, can you pass through our church? We have, a, we have an all-night prayer meeting. And I'm thinking, I'm not sticking around for all night. I need to get home. <laughs> and they said, no, just come. Just come and say hi to the congregation for about 10 minutes. And then that's it. And I said, okay, fine. It's cool. We'll go. And we went to the church. We got to this place. People already packed in the place and praying. And then I found a little corner where I was just hiding and I was praying. And I started to hear this scream, this cry, this little baby screaming his head off. And at that point, I was thinking, what? That, that's not normal crying. This baby is in distress. This child is distressed. And I thought, somebody needs to do something about it. And then I opened my eyes to see what the baby who was crying actually looked like. And I tell you what, what I saw was something that I would never wish on any, any child. If you have that picture, do they have it? 
if they have the picture, can you put the picture up? That's what that baby looked like. Screaming his head off. And then as, as, I, as I laid my eyes on him, the first thing I said was, God, someone needs to do something about that. And do you know what he said to me? He said, yeah, I already did. I brought you here. I said, what do you mean you brought me here? He said, I brought you here. You said someone needs to do something about this. And I've already done my part. And my part was to bring you here over to you. But what do you want to do? And I said, okay, fine, we'll pray. And by that I meant I'm going to be about somewhere here. Lord, you need to do something, like, you need to just heal, like, that child, that baby needs to be healed, like, yeah. And he said to me, son, are you in or out? Are you in or are you out? Because if you're truly going to stand in my stead, if you're going to truly, truly just be the evidence and the, the, the witness that is needed in this moment, you can't do that whilst you're sort of hiding behind the scenes. Lord Jesus, I just pray for healing on that little boy. I stood up and my heart broke. My heart really, really broke for that little boy as he kept crying. And in that moment, the guy at the front turned around and said, oh, we've got Pastor Meshach in the house. Great timing. Can you come up to the front and just say hi to the people? I said, okay, fine. Went up to the front, had my eyes closed, started praying and started worshiping. And I could hear that cry getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm thinking, God, no, step back, step back, step back. And the cry is getting closer and closer and closer. And I opened my eyes and right before me is this young mom with this little boy in her hands and in that moment I knew there was no way out I did things that I never would I would never understand why I did that but I knew it was just the leading of the Holy Spirit in that moment there was anointing oil in the lectern took that oil put it on my hands and just started praying put hands my hands on this little boy I had blood on my hands in that moment, I didn't even think about what I was doing. I didn't even think. But this, he's everywhere. Finished praying for this boy. Guess what? Nothing happened. Walked off from the platform, went home, took my wife, we went home, absolutely feeling dejected. But seven days later, a message pinged up on my phone around 4.30 p.m. It had no words or anything on it. It was just a picture. And that's the picture that came up. See, you guys are celebrating. But when I see that, I'm reminded of just how much I was willing to walk away from that little boy to preserve myself. Because I wasn't ready and willing to be evidence. Somebody else needs to deal with that. And God is saying, but you are that one. You are that one. You, it's you. It's you. You are that somebody. You are that somebody. And this morning, I just want to leave that with you. You and I have a decision to make. Beacon Church, are we ready to take the stand and give evidence to the existence of Jesus Christ? Are you in 
or are you out? It is time to step out and find out once and for all. Let's stand together, please. I truly believe this is a defining moment for a lot of us. A significantly defining moment for a lot of us. I don't know what your situation is and what that looks like, but he does. And 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 and, and this is a game-changing moment. This is a game-changing moment. For some of us, the game-changing place is to give our lives to Jesus right now and say, "Look, okay, fine." Do you want to play ball? Let's do it. I'm going to step out and I want to find out. For some of us who have already found Christ, we're stepping out and finding out a completely different realm of walking with him that we've ever known before. But today is the day where we have to find out, where you have to step out. There's no turning back. That little boy is called Miles. That's his name. Let me ask you a question and I'll step down. Come on, bro. How many little miles are you willing to walk past before you step out and you find out? Please don't do what I did. Don't do that. Be the evidence. In Jesus' name.